Welcome to episode 97 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And Cameron, I have just one thing to say to you. Uh, I'm a genie in a bottle. Fuck Batman. Oh, yeah, that's, that is here. <laughs> Fuck Batman. Wow, that was a interesting well, episode. Uh, we'll be... We will be getting into that later. Yes. Uh, we, we will be doing oh, some... Oh, you can bet some, your ass we're going to be talking about Titans. We'll be doing some Titans talk uh, at, the end of, at the end of this episode here, because there is oh so much to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh so much. But luckily... If, you, if, if people are not in the loop, and for those who don't have the DC Universe app, the first episode of Titans dropped this week, uh, and it it hit all expectations. It was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, like... When I say I have things to say, like it's not just I'm you know geared up to rip it apart. I actually have like semi nuanced things to say about it. Okay, probably more nuanced than the show itself is. But what I do love, as you pointed out, the universe does balance itself out sometimes. Because last week we had so much news. Mm-hmm. This week we have a, a lengthy subtopic in the Titans pilot, and so the universe accordingly gave us little to no news. Yes, this week barely anything. Uh, there was the news that Ryan Coogler will be coming back to write and direct um, Black Panther 2. Very exciting. Unsurprising, mm-hmm. but very welcome nonetheless. Just been, is there anything else to say about that? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to balance that and uh, Space Jam 2. Very, very curious about that. <laughs> Which one are you more excited about? I, I don't. Probably Space Jam. <laughs> I was, why am I even asking that? Of course I know the answer. Of yeah. course I know. Obviously, you're more excited about Space Jam Team too. Monstars for life, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it'll be... <clears throat> what will be interesting to see... Is the crossover? Yes. Oh. <gasps> yeah. That's, who Black, that's the villain of Black Panther 2 is the Monstars. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I Like, you know... The subplot? Here's the subplot. So it's going to be... Black Panther's going to be there, and Sylvester is going to feel... Uh, very uh, He's be all jealous. Yeah, yeah, very challenged uh, as as another cat approaches his territory. Do you think Tweety's not going to know what to do? <laughs> do you think Black Panther will play in the game and he'll wear his like kinetic absorbing suit? Oh, th- he's going to start. I mean, he's going to like the opening is going to be him being this amazing basketball player. It's going to it's going to start up exactly where the first. Black Panther ended where they're in the basketball uh yeah basketball court in Oakland Mm -hmm. you know the thing is he's gonna absorb no kinetic energy because he'll just throw himself on the ground instead of actually getting in checked like all basketball players yeah that's the thing that happens in basketball right is that (laughs) I don't think so no isn't that all like they just like basketball is up there with like European, like the rest of the world, football oh, slash soccer. Yes, with flops. Yeah, like mm-hmm. flops. And it's like, oh my God, you checked me. And it's like, you can like watch the replay and there's like three feet between him and the next person. He mm-hmm. just throws himself down on the ground. Yeah. Oh, is, is, is he going to do that? Well, that's the thing. It's like, that's how basketball players play. Mm-hmm. So but that's like, not, his how, suit that's not get, how Marvel... His suit won't get purple at all because no one actually hit him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're going to, I mean, they're going to have to take out the suit somehow. So they're going to start off at the basketball court vibranium court yes uh no it's a magnetized court mm-hmm. and so the suit's gonna like dissolve and he can't play the monsters come in set up a magnetized wall all around so we can't activate the suit those cheaters and it's up to bugs and daffy to come around and and demagnetize it so they can get their star player back they give him a, a water bottle filled with the stuff yeah 
The stuff, of course, being in this case, vibranium. Yes. Just liquid vibranium. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You'll be fine. He doesn't drink it. He does the, the like, I don't know, because LeBron's in it. LeBron is famous for that, like, clap of, of um, chalk. I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but someone no. who listens knows what I'm talking about. He does this, you know, they talk up their hands. Does Shane listen to this? Because he actually knows basketball. Where is Shane when we need him? You know, doing something with his fiance. Doing something far more valuable than this. Yeah, yeah Le- LeBron is, you know, he's famous for like, uh, he, he wipes his hand and he like throws up the, the chalk cloud in the air. Uh, so I imagine uh, uh, Black Panther, T'Chaka, is going to do that with... T'Chaka? Vib- T'Chalka, yes. He's going to do that with vibranium. He's going he's gonna to yes. rub his hand with it, throw it in the air, cover himself in it. I'm trying to look then up... he'll be unstoppable again. I'm trying to look up LeBron Chalktoss gifts here. Okay. There's a three-minute video. I'm like, oh, that's too much time. <laughs> I'm not willing to spend that much time with basketball. Oh, oh here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Would you say he's in the... Don't... No, I'm not. Chalk zone? No. Don't you dare besmirch the name of Chalk zone. I wasn't besmirching it. I was just simply referencing it. I think most people would consider LeBron a pretty amazing player slash dude. I think that's a positive association right there. Sure. Whatever. Also, I forgot that was the show until I saw it referenced in this GIF oh, okay. assembly <laughs> here. Um, Can you name me a character from Chalk Zone? Chalky. Nope. Bob. No. Bill Burnett and Larry Huber. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, uh, Carl. Rudy. Rudy, okay. Carl is Jimmy Neutron. Oh, right, yes, mm-hmm. of course. I just threw out the word Carl. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in the Nickverse. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go. Do you have the list? I, I opened it up on Wikipedia. Oh, it's Rudy, Snap, and Penny are the main three. I was like, oh, there we go. Oh, wait, um, oh, yeah, Rudy, Snap, Penny Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Penny's the other human. Snap is the, like, hero sidekick who I often got mixed up with Blue growing up like, from, from Foster's Home. Oh, is that from Blue's Clues? Yes. No, from Foster's Home. Oh, okay. Oh, Rob Paulson. Of course. Was in it. He was the uh, the Craniacs. Villains such as Scrawl, Jim Cummings. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Rapunzel was a character. Rapunzel was the love interest for oh, Snap. Oh, I remember that. Because yeah. she was a, a rapper, and I loved that rap so much. She, like, wait, she was like Rapunzel? She, shut up. Uh, no, I'm assuming that was an actual like pun. I think so. I think that's the name of the episode that she was in because she was kind of like a, um, oh god, who's the female rapper from the early 2000s? That's not Little Kim. Missy Elliott. Yes, she's a Missy no, Elliott. I, no, clone. it's not Missy Elliott at all. No, uh, you think of Maya? No, it is Missy Elliott. Is he? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was just in my mind. I was just going to go through all the singers in Moulin Rouge and Lady Marmalade. <laughs> no, no, it, it is Missy Elliott. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like. But was that an actual play on the word rap in there? There had to have been. Well, I'm pretty sure that was the name of the episode. Queen Rap Sheba. Yes. That's, oh, sorry. She's Queen Latifah's uh, parody. Oh, okay. Because I forgot that Queen Latifah was a rapper before she was an actress. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she do, is it? Bringing Down the House was like the movie with Steve Martin, Eugene Levy, Gene Smart, and Queen Latifah. I feel like she did a rap for that. That sounds like something that would happen in the also, 90s. Also, I, f- I feel like that's a movie that if you go back and revisit it, it would have really horrible racial politics. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's best not go back to it then. <laughs> but hey, so exciting. Black Panther 2, <laughs> Space Black- Jam 2. Oh, man. Coogler. If, if there's anyone I trust, it's Coogler. <laughs> 
I mean, think of the soundtrack. God, oh man. Jock Jams 2.0. I, so I was home over the weekend, so I was driving my brother's car, and his car doesn't have Bluetooth connection, Bluetooth audio streaming. Wow. Oh, God, I know. Dark ages. Where does he live? 2012? God, I, I know. Doesn't even have heated seats or keyless entry or keyless start. I don't have heated it, seats. My God, either. I might as well have been driving around in like an old Pinto. What do you need heated seats for? We're in California. It gets cold. Sure. I used my heated seats the other day. Oh my God. You're a child. Like, this is how you know that, like, when I ordered my, my car, my Mini Cooper, it's how they must have known it was going to California because who but a California would get both heated seats and a panoramic sunroof? Mm-hmm. Like, only here are we so sensitive to weather that we need to be prepared for these sort of circumstances. But anyways, I was driving his car. I, I had to listen to the radio. And at one point, they were playing a song from the Black Panther soundtrack. Like, okay, cool. This is great. And then after about 10 seconds, like, they jumped to another one, and I realized it was just, like, uh, an Amazon Music ad. And they were oh. choosing to like sample songs from the soundtrack. Like, no, just, just give me the fucking soundtrack. Yes, they do. They tickle your balls, man. God, I know. I got such horrible musical blue balls from that. It, mm, what a disappointment. I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I that's how I paid for Spotify. Well, that's why, not how. That's why I paid for Spotify. I was Spotify. like, how? Cameron, what did? What? It's why. Yeah. <laughs> you. I couldn't. I couldn't handle the ads. I couldn't do it. No, I no, I can't either. No, I've always paid for Spotify because mm-hmm. I, I would go. I would go crazy. Well, plus I tend to listen to especially movie soundtracks in appropriate chronological order. Yeah, and to have one of those interrupted by an ad it's would just, drive me insane. It would break the flow. Yeah, it would break the flow it would of my like the day. My five hour long Star Wars score playlist that has mm-hmm. all nine movies in chronological order. Yeah, ten move. Ten movies. Okay. Well, actually, they're in release order. Okay. But then within that, the score is in chronological order. I have a question for you and other Star Wars fans out there. Yes, Because please. there's a movie that everyone seems to, to forget about. Fanboys? No. Okay. Oh, man, I would never forget about Fanboys. I was actually just think, thinking about that today. That's a great movie. Because I, I, I saw the, um, the main guy. I can't remember his name. He was also in The Girl Next Door. I saw him at Tacos Girl the other day. Door. Movie the girl next door. No, I, I know that movie. I don't remember. Who he was the like the, 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 um, oh, the friend the, who makes the, the like the, the filmmaker within it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the nerdy friend, the big dick, played by Paul Dano, but the other guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, what were we talking uh, about? No, what was, was the movie the Star Wars fans forget? There's, uh, it was released in theaters, but no one counts it as a Star Wars film for some reason. Oh, the Clone Wars. Yes, the Clone Wars. Because um, I remember, <clears throat> I think it was forgotten because when that came out. The movie was kind of only okay, and the show wasn't particularly good at that point. The mm-hmm. show got really, really good later on. Well, the on. show, th- that was the start of the show. Right, but mm-hmm. the part of the problem with Clone Wars is that that movie chronologically falls like towards the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the mess of that show was that, uh, we probably talked about this, but that the release order is so drastically different than the production order. And I didn't realize until about halfway through the show that it was all wrong mm-hmm. and that's about the point where they started to actually put it out in the correct order like the whole thing was just a mess and i, I guess when it originally aired too they would have like little pop-up screens come up that would explain to you like oh that's obi-wan kenobi in case you didn't <laughs> fucking know that yeah and it was kind of like just everything around the show was undercutting the quality of it to a certain point about the time that it actually got good it was on the way of being canceled but it's coming back it is coming back it's so coming back. so are you saying the rule is now that if it's just bad, we can say it's not part of the universe? Yeah. Because then I have a lot to say. Then <laughs> yeah. for you, there are, what, maybe four Star Wars was, movies? Oh, God. I think it was a college humor bit 
they did a sketch about Star Wars fanboys mm-hmm. that was like only the original three are the like are the only true Star Wars films. Everything else is trash. But really, only like only New Hope is the good Star Wars film because the other two don't even follow the story beats of Episode Four. And like really, only like the few scenes of Episode Four are worth really calling yourself Star Wars fans over. But really, like, even those don't <laughs> hold up. So if you call yourself a Star Wars fan, you're just a fake Star Wars fan. Yeah. Usually, you should love the holiday special. That's it. Yeah. And it, it like, for me, it, it nailed, like, the internet Star Wars it's, nerds it's to so, a T. It's so true. Well, because, I mean, you think about it, like, when the prequels came out, obviously, there was a lot of backlash against it. But, and poor Ahmed Best got bullied so hardcore, as did Jake Lloyd. But mm-hmm. I feel like somehow... Star Wars fans have gotten even more obnoxious. Oh, this I think just the then? world has gotten more obnoxious. I think that's part of I it. I think everyone realized that they don't have to be nice. No, <laughs> they don't. And they can just be assholes mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. Which is really sad. Because, like, I have... Obviously, I have my criticisms. But, like, I also... We fucking called the SWAT team on people we don't like on Twitch. What? You don't know about SWATting? What's the, what? Yeah, like an actual so, SWAT team? Yes. So like they'll call it a bomb threat to yes, someone. They'll call what? it a bomb threat or no. a bomb threat, terrorist threat, or a hostage situation to the police department because they'll like, uh, yes, this is a real thing that happens on Twitch and it's disgusting. And I've seen one of it happen, like one of them happen live to one of my favorite streamers back in the day. What? Yeah. So they'll, uh, you know, when you're streaming, they'll go through the code to find your IP address. They'll use that to find your address, and they'll call the cops and say. I saw this person hold a gun up to someone. There's a hostage situation in their house. You know, you need to call the the authorities. And the SWAT team will come in, break their door down. And they're still live streaming. So you'll see, like, them get oh, taken down. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the world of the internet. Oh, my God. People are assholes. People are the worst. Assholes. Yeah. That makes me really sad, actually. Mm-hmm. But you know what didn't make me sad? Aladdin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aladdin kind of made me sad. It was, I mean, yeah. So we, we I got mean, this, it was just a teaser. The first teaser trailer for Guy Ritchie's Aladdin movie still baffles my mind. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it looked it looked really gorgeous. Did it though? I thought it did. I mean, I thought that like the the desert scapes and the, like the shots of um, like Agrabah from a distance looked really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I liked the the musical touches there, like a kind of a, a modernized, a little more dramatic version of some of the the musical score. Mm-hmm. Like Aladdin himself looked good. The lamp. It was literally good. the opening. I mean, minus when he goes into the Cave of Wonders, the teaser was literally just the opening credits of regular Aladdin, but less cinematic because it's not animated. Well, and also there's no. Genie as the the street merchant. Well, no, even before the street merchant, there's there's just like a, there's like a minute of just sand. Oh, and the singing Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And so, so I, uh, I I knew it like felt weird watching it. And then one of one of my friends on Facebook, who's an animator, brought up like did like a shot for shot comparison. Oh, really? Like, this is just it's a just less cinematic introduction. Oh, and her her comment was was more like don't give me a beat-for-beat beat remake of the movie if you're just going to make it less pretty. That's fair. Yeah. How, given that it's Guy Ritchie, how many C-bombs are going to get dropped in this, in this Disney cartoon well, or this I, Disney movie? Well, well more what I'm, what I'm interested in is I, there is a kind of a heist aspect of, of the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. And I'm excited for just like all the sliding panels. The sli- all the and, sliding. And the black bars cutting through everything. It's going to be. Uh, Especially the escape scene when he's on the carpet. Can you imagine just like diamonds? Like 
uh, Abu trying to grab everything, and then like the you know it cuts to the the yeah. the, the lamp like wiggling from his back pocket, like almost freeze frame out. rewind. Yeah, Dropkick Murphys comes on. Yeah, <laughs> cannot wait. I I'm I mean I'm, I'm excited. I you know I I think I feel like we were just talking about this. It's curiosity puts butts in the seats. Yes. And I, that's the thing. I'm very curious about this. Mm-hmm. And I think they haven't let me down enough yet for me to not go. Like, right. like DC has let me down enough at this point that I wouldn't go if I didn't have to. Same, um, same with uh, Sony and Fox. Same with Sony. Yeah. Although, but. Or no, Fox is, Fox is fine. Fox no, is I mean, fine. No, Fox at X-Men at this point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like if I, like, I only go because I have Well, now to. that we like <clears throat> know for sure that Wolverine isn't going to be part of this. Well, we? th- yeah. Now that we've seen the trailer, I know for sure that it's. Going to suck, yeah. Dark Phoenix, but yeah, it, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Let's be positive. Yeah. Let's think positively. Let's not be assholes on the internet. <laughs> I think Aladdin's gonna be great. It's gonna be it's, so good. I'm I'm excited for the soundtrack. Yeah, because Will Smith is in it, and I hope we're gonna Genie get rap? a good old yeah, a good old Will Smith rap in there. I'm. You know what? Actually, yeah, I would love to. I really hope they do like these songs, like the Genie songs. But do you think from Will Smith? Because the original Aladdin was very ref- referential, is that Self-re- a word? Yeah, um, like, yeah, meta-referential. Yeah, yeah, very meta. I really, really hope we get a Wild Wild West joke. Just like a, just a one-off line. Or like when he's singing um, Friend Like Me, yeah. he goes through and like one of his costumes is going to be Genie as Will Smith in Wild Wild West. Um, Jim... I, I never saw the movie, so don't even try oh, to the name. Oh, same as Jim West. Of course it is. <laughs> I, because I, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time, but as a kid especially, I fucking loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Jim West, Artemis Gordon, Dr. Arliss Loveless? I feel like I'm missing out not seeing this movie. It's on Have Netflix. You've never seen Wild I've never Wild seen Wild Wild West. Oh, we're, we're... I know the song. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But you've never been to Flaming Saddles with me, have you? I have not been to Flaming Saddles. They play yeah. it pretty regularly there. I'm which sure only they makes do. me love that bar that much more. And actually, I think that's one of the ones they do a synchronized dance to. Amazing. Like Coyote Ugly style. Yeah. Oh. Excuse me, guys. I'm... I have to leave. <laughs> I'm going to go to Flaming Saddles we're right now. We're going to this recording later. Yeah. This is pointless. Um, and we're back. We oh, we should. What a night! That was crazy. That was so insane. Uh, we should watch that. We should do a trash. It's movie. on Netflix. We should do a trash movie night. It, it's been on, it's been in my list for a while. Yeah, I think we should get drunk on moonshine. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> take me take me right back to the homeland, deep in the heart of Texas, folks. Have you had moonshine? I have not had moonshine. Do I look like a person who's had moonshine? Fair enough. <laughs> I can barely handle like. A daiquiri? Some beers. Like, I drink sweet <laughs> drinks and gin. Like, you think I can handle I mean, moonshine? G- gin's pretty staunch, though. That's, like, g- yeah. gin's nothing to, like, you know, look down your nose at. Because, okay, because I have had, like, actual proper made-in-a-basement-still moonshine. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is, like, Northern California Bay Area moonshine. This is not, like, this is not deep. Southern moonshine. Yeah, deep in the heart of Dixie moonshine. I don't Dixie trust moonshine. this real moonshine over here. <laughs> it's... I have to admit, it was garbage. It was terrible. Yeah. But I made it that much worth by trying to, like, dilute it with soda water. Great. Like, if you ever, like, you have, like, vodka and you go to a vodka soda and it just tastes like watered-down vodka, mm-hmm. there's really nothing worse than watered-down moonshine. That being said, I still drank it. I'm sure you did. Um, 
feel like we had one of the better news that we we mentioned right beforehand. I completely forgot about. Uh, we had photos from Spider Man dropping every now and then. Oh yeah, there, I, I mean yeah. we don't need to talk about. I, it. I'd rather talk about official stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, we know he's alive. That that's pretty good. Well, yeah, that's that's a given. Well, also apparently Black Panther is coming back. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there could be someone else. And Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all coming back. Don't worry. Yeah. Anything else? I oh uh, <laughs> the Santa Claus movie. Oh, what, what is the, 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 the Santa Chronicle? The or Santa not? Chronicles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, but with Kurt Russell. With Kurt, you know. That movie looks terrible, but it might. I think it actually might work just on the charm of Kurt Russell. If there's anything that excites me for my post Halloween depression, it's bad Christmas movies. Mm, yeah, that's a good I, point. I love bad Christmas movies like, so much. Like, how do you define a bad Christmas movie? You're talking like Hallmark Channel. Yes, like, Hallmark Channel. The like the twelve that Netflix put out last year. They put out not twelve. Oh, they put out like they do put seven, out a lot though. of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so, like, so wonderfully trashy. I, I was going to say, how do you find time to watch the bad movies, but you have time to watch everything? Yes. Like, I barely get enough time to watch like one Christmas movie a year. Mm-hmm. I used to watch so many. Like It was The Santa Claus, Love Actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, Elf. Yeah, of course. was always on my list. Home Alone, mm-hmm. the original Grinch, not the Jim Carrey one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I had a whole, had a whole long list. All of the other reindeer. I did watch all of Good. the other reindeer. I, had, so, I made a reference I, to that the other day, and I had, they didn't know what I was talking about. I had the book, the movie, voiced by Drew Barrymore. Uh, I had the little stuffed dog. Oh. Dude, I had, had all of it. Olive? I had a little olive. Yeah, Aww. it was adorable. <laughs> that's, ador- that's so cute. I know. Did you, okay, here's, a, here's another, I mean, that's not really a deep cut, but this one's a deep cut, because mm-hmm. it was only on Cartoon Network for a few years. Okay. Have you ever heard of uh, My Scary Godmother's Halloween Party? I don't think so. It is one of the ugliest films I have ever seen. It's like early CGI. Or sorry, yeah, early uh, CGI animation. My Scary Godmother's Halloween Spooktacular? Yes. Holy fuck nuts. Yes. Oh, I my God. This is... love this movie. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. This does look vaguely familiar. They played it every year on Cartoon Network. And it was like their Halloween movie. So they this played is it like, weekly in October. This is like reboot level yes. bad yes, yes, it CGI. Is. Mm-hmm. Oh I want to say it was made in 2001. God. How close am I? Um, hang on. It could I'm honestly be anywhere between... Like, 2003. Okay, I was going to say it could be anywhere between like 87 and 2008. <laughs> um, I guess, hang on, I'm looking back here because I bet you... Oh, but like, okay, yeah, like, but all of, the, I thought, like, maybe all of also was really bad CGI, but that was actually no, done, that was like, 2D, and that's animation. Pretty, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really gorgeous, but oh my god, that movie is fucking horrifying. This, yeah, but I love it. it. It's a really cute story. Uh, is it, though? It is. It's a girl being bullied by her older brother, because he's, like, a teenager doing Halloween antics, and so she runs off and finds her scary godmother, and she's hosting a Halloween party, and so it's, there's no real story after that. It's just her hanging out with the generic Halloween monsters. And they're really cute. And there's no conflict? Uh, the brother's trying to ruin the party. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like Chef. Shut up. <laughs> I'm too hungry to talk about Chef right now. Oh, my God. No, I haven't had dinner yet either. Yeah. This is real, we should do this fast. I know. It's fucking starving. <laughs> Since we're 20 minutes in. 20 so minutes in. Still talking. Two, we talked about we said there's no stories. news this week. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we actually move on from yeah, news? Yeah. Let's, let's talk point? about the okay. episodes. Um, so I was super excited for this. 
week because it was the introduction of Max, yes. who I really love as a character. And I love her voice actress. Uh, Cree Summer. Cree Summer is no. one of my favorite voice actresses. Remind us other voices. I mean, she's done everything. Everything. Throw some, throw some other ones out there for us. Uh, for me, her, I mean... Her two, three biggest roles for me, uh, Susie Carmichael from Rugrats. Right, of course. Through the whole thing. So uh, Rugrats, Rugrats Toddlers, and, Rug- and Rugrats All Grown Up. Um, she was number five uh, from Abigail Lincoln from Codename Kids Next Door, as well as her older oh, sister, right, yeah. Cree Abigail. They named her Cree after the voice actress, which Aww. is really cool. And she was Valerie, the kind of love interest slash villain uh, from Danny Phantom. And also, Keita, uh, she was the uh, she became one of the other hunters under Skulker um, to hunt down Danny. And then they had like a, a brief, um, like will they, won't they, like three episodes. Oh, okay. And like, oh no, Sam is a much better love interest. Sam's the better love interest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you're you're missing some of her real classic stuff back in the day. I mean, she was the voice of Penny on Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. Elmira from the Tiny Toon Adventures. She was yeah. She was a few people on Tiny Toons. Yeah, but these um, these were like, you know, Atlantis. Yeah, I have I have Kita from Atlantis, and then I have my favorite <gasps> Foxy Love and Drawn Together. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I mm-hmm. love that show. Did you ever play? One of the reasons I knew I was gay. <laughs> uh, did you ever play X Men Legends? Did I play X Men Legends? Which one was X Men Legends? Uh, early two thousand. I think so. I think I had it. I feel like I never made it far into the game, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty it was, sure I had um, it. Action game where you could pick between four. Yes, X Men ha- characters. I did have this game. Mm-hmm. It was my introduction to Magma, and she she voiced Magma. Oh, okay. And Magma, like Magma and Terra, were my first two like, uh, like cartoon crushes. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I mean, obviously Lola Bunny, but like. These two, I mean, I, I love these characters. They were so cool. Yeah. I mean, Tara, obviously heartbreak. Uh, Magma also kind of had a heartbreaking story in uh, that, in this story. Uh, I forget. What was Magma's story? I don't remember it very well. I just remember it hurt. You just remember the heartbreak. You just remember the pain. Well, I, I remember that, and then I remember her introduction in X-Men Evolution, where she had, like, two episodes, and it wasn't as interesting. <laughs> Because I remember being mad. Oh, yeah. Because she couldn't control her powers, um, and she like burns down the um, what's their their oh, training yeah. simulation room, the danger room, the danger room. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I just remember being so angry. Like, how dare you write this character so poorly? <laughs> Little <laughs> did I know every other iteration of Terra. <laughs> oh my god! Right. But I mean, oh, X Men Evolution though, great mm. show. God, I should rewatch that at some point. You you should. It's it's very very much worth the watch. I rewatched it a few years ago because um, I brought it up numerous times in the podcast before. A lot of the writing staff from BTOS went on to to make X Men X Men Evolution. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. Boyd Kirkland. Yeah, was oh, the the Boyd creative Kirkland. producer. Man, we should do we should do a podcast on uh, X Men Evolution. Uh, Boyd Breakdown. Ooh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have to think of a, a good X-Men Evolution. Kirkland Crash Course? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> no, that people are thinking we were talking about Costco. Huh? Costco's owned by Kirkland. Oh, it's I like didn't. Kirkland brand. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't have a Costco card. I'm sorry. How do you live? Uh, I, I order to, a lot of food. <laughs> to be fair, I also have a Costco card, but I haven't gone to Costco in mm-hmm. ages because I'm not going all the way out to like Los Feliz. It's too yeah. far. I mean, in Texas, it makes way sense because there's Costco's, Costco's, Targets, and Kroger's everywhere. Well, yeah, and like a 30-mile drive takes... 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. yeah. 
I can drive three miles to get Let's a talk about the episode. Bunch, of, <laughs> bunch of chicken breasts. We're 30 minutes um, in, Chris. <laughs> so efficient. Um, all right. So hidden agenda, hidden agenda. So the introduction of Max, uh, the general idea here is that there is uh, a new gang of jokers led by okay, so a high school student. It's a new gang. I thought I think, they were, like, I don't remember seeing them before. Cause this was my question early on of uh, how many factions of jokers are there? Is it just the one group or I is think... there multiple, like, are they just kind of, like a, an overall gang across the city that all call themselves the Joker. Yeah. Just have different leaders. So I think they're, they're not really unified because there's actually a really good Batman Beyond comic that addresses that point. Okay. But yeah, I, mean, I guess you'd call them factions. Like I don't think, I, I don't think they're ever really in competition with another, with one another as like evidenced by last week where they have like the T's, like a yeah. rival gang. So I think they all just kind of are all little mini sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's enough organization where there's, well, yeah, because like even in even that episode, like they were hazing someone to join their group. Okay, yeah, yeah. Their subset group. So I think it's more just like splinter groups pop up and do their own thing. There's no sort of like coordination or leadership or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's that one guy who looks like the actual Joker who pops up a f- few times. He's not right. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is its own little separate group. Um, but these guys are actually straight up pretty dangerous. Yeah, they're, like, ready to kill. Yeah, like, cause our, they're basically going to kill that guy. Like, our first intro to them is they harass this guy on a very precarious elevator that's basically going up this giant U-shaped tower in the middle of the city with nothing on the other side of it. But they open, they, like, stop the elevator when it's, like, way up in the air, open the door, zip line out of there, and then leash a whole bunch of razor-sharp claws and I like very Joker of them. Very Joker of them. He'd I was be proud. I mean, I guess their their goal was to have him jump. Yeah. To get away from them, right? Because that's the ultimate joke. <clears throat> Although I mean, yeah, I guess death. it is. Yeah. Couldn't you like? Couldn't you just like kick them out? Kick them out? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it did seem like he could have put a little bit more effort in there. And as someone who's tried to play with those like chattering teeth toys, they like he could have just waited ten seconds and yeah. they would have gone off course. They have that's no sense they of direction. Do. Yeah. No, they're terrible. They're useless. They are the worst toys ever. Mm. I feel like worst toys. I don't think so. Mm. Do you remember? Uh, Lincoln We've been we too many too many <laughs> tangents already. Um, I don't want to go Did into... you happen to catch the voice of the leader, who the voice actor was? No, he sounded very familiar, though. It's a very good reason he sounds that familiar. Mm. He has... feel stupid. Played the Flash. He has played Lex Luthor. <gasps> oh, it's uh, he has played my, uh, my, uh, Michael uh, Rosenbaum. That's that's my boy. Yeah, uh, good old Michael Rosenbaum. Have we talked about Breaking In. I'm sure we've talked about Breaking In. What's Breaking In? Breaking In was a poorly timed series that came out almost the same week as Breaking Bad. It was either Fox or ABC show about uh, a a a group of um, kind of. Uh, miscreants, you know, uh, hooligans who get paid to test security systems, all led by um, famous oh. actor, actor man, um, Christian Slater. <clears throat> oh, oh, we, okay, we have talked yeah, about this because yeah, yeah. Megan Mullally is also on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, oh, Adam F. Goldberg is in the writers on it. That's interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it was a good show. It was just so unfortunate that it came was out. Was Rosenbaum in it? Yes. Yeah, Rosenbaum was the, the asshole dumb boyfriend of the, the main love interest. And he 
was fucking hilarious because he's like he's the uh the lovable not asshole he's the lovable doofus oh okay oh my god what a crazy crazy idea yeah so i feel like the the serious version of the show was then what leverage which is like the group of like criminals who like test out stuff by breaking in mm-hmm. like timothy hutton or something like that as the main guy yeah the, i I, I missed this show because i remember in high school everyone talking about breaking bad and then me and my friend dylan were so adamant like no guys you've got to watch breaking in so good it's just so me, good it's got to be better we had no idea what breaking bad was yet it's, it's a million times better than whatever that other, other show is <laughs> good call yeah, yeah yeah i'm glad to see you're consistent <laughs> uh, but yeah so michael rosenbaum my is, brain hasn't changed never uh, as the leader of the gang, mm-hmm. and um, we quickly figure out that he's actually the like, like goody two shoes, top of his class, like really class president, preppy. quarterback, yeah, like yeah. top of the class sort of thing. And he's all pissed off, the all American boy. Yep, because Max got a higher score than him on the GATs, on the SATs, mm-hmm. ACTs. Um, Do you remember what you got on your SAT? Or your ACT? Did you take the ACT? I never did took you... the ACT. Okay. Um, 2180? Did you do the one where it was... I'm sure with that score, you had the, the 2400 one? No, no I the... got a 2180 out of 1600 on the uh, the SAT. I, it was, was it 1600 one? The original one was 1600. Oh, sorry, I'm getting my numbers. Because the ACT was out of 36. Okay. So I kept thinking 3600. No, no, no. Yeah, so it was 1624. Okay, okay. Out of 2400. Okay. I'm smart. Nice-ish. Yeah, that actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, but no, so yeah, she <laughs> just just bringing out all little, your intimate moments. A little, little pat in the back there. Yeah. yeah. Um, is she, oh man, look where that got me now. <laughs> so look at me doing this podcast for free. Um, yeah. So Max got the got a perfect score on it, and he's all pissed off. What I also love is they have a very interesting way of showing scores in mm-hmm. the future here. Because you go up to just a massive computer terminal in the middle of your school, you type in your passcode or whatever, and then it shows you your score in big-ass letters on the walls. Anyone can see it. But then also, it'll just print out to you the top scores. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, Maxine Gibson, 2400. That random asshole, I'm gonna, 2370. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, since he was class president, he used his power as class president to print that out on his own. No, I think it was just up there for, for everyone to see. I think okay. schools in the future have gotten just that competitive and cutthroat. Mm-hmm. They just put it all out there for everyone to see. Yeah. 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 They're assholes. Assholes on the internet <laughs> of the future. Yes. Um, also, okay, I'm confused. Are they seniors? Because they're arguing who's going to get valedictorian. I thought Terry was like... Well, a- if, they're getting their, if they're getting their SAT scores, then that would make them juniors. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, why are they talking about who's going to get fucking valedictorian? Uh, it, it's a great question. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Same, to me. same, same way you question the the girls from Mean Girls are sophomores. Are they sophomores? They're fucking sophomores. They're sophomores. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Those big headed women are sophomores in that <laughs> in that movie. What? Cameron, let's not insult the head size of the women the in that movie. Pompous. Let's let's just call them plastics. The plastics Those looking. Are... Much older for their ages. But then again, it's movies. So everyone in high school is fucking 35 years old. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the love interest, who's 40, <laughs> um, I want to say Ethan Kraft, but that's Lizzie McGuire. Um, oh, what's, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. character? Um, 
Jesus Christ, how am I blanking on this? I got everyone else's name except Ethan Kraft. Aaron? Yes, Aaron Daniels. Aaron Samuels. Sam- Aaron, Aaron Samuels. Samuels. Woo! Nailed it. I was worried there. <laughs> oh. I was really worried the gays were going to come bust in my door and revoke my card. Yeah. Um, All the musical nerds were going to come they're gonna come beat me up and sing while doing it. Yeah, I mean... They're going to tap dance I mean, over my corpse. That's a problem with this show, too, is that all the characters do look way older than they're actually supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, Terry doesn't look 17. None of them look 17. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk about what a trash mom the main... What's, what's the, the preppy kid's name? I didn't even write it down. But, like, what a fucking trash mom he has. Yeah. Like, this weird, like, overly, um, like, plastic surgeryed up like shrill old woman's like, oh, well, I guess if you think it's okay to only get second best, what'd she call them? You're like, oh, so you're the winning loser. Yeah. What a bitch. Oh, did you not have those parents at your school? I mean, I had plenty of kids who I'm had to deal sure, with that shit. I'm sure there were parents like that. Like, no, like most of the parents I interact with, like really positive people. Like my parents mm-hmm. always wanted me to get good grades, but they weren't like, like, oh, you only got an A minus. Fuck oh, off. Man. My, Go to the basement. I don't. I don't think he listened to this podcast. I don't, I don't want to call him. Carter out Wilson is the name of the kid. Okay, <laughs> that's like they were talking about one of your yeah. classmates. <laughs> no, you're a classmate. I happen yes. to know that his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. No, no. One of my one of my friends specifically. His his parents are ruthless when it came to his grades, that's... and like the minute he had any interest outside of school, they would try and shut it down as fast as possible. Not really? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. I'll, I'll give enough... I mean, he knows who I'm talking about at this point. Like, all my friends know that they're... I'm like, it's the parents that we love so much, but they hate all of us because we took him away from school. It sounds like he needed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He didn't have a life. I mean, none of us did. Oh, that's fair. I mean, life is a relative mm-hmm. term. Yeah, he we we got him addicted to Magic the Gathering, and his parents would like anytime they found his cards, they would like burn them oh or my throw God. them away. And so he had to Devil keep Ray. his cards at his fr- like at one of our other friends' houses, just to like he, he kept <laughs> all of his decks over there just so like they wouldn't find out. He would lie about going out Friday night because uh, there's a. Uh, I think it's still a tradition. FNM is Friday Night Magic. Okay. Where every comic store has big tournaments going on. Mm-hmm. So he'd lie to his parents and say he was at one of our houses when he would go and play FNM. It's like, guys, I swear I was off doing drugs at a party. <laughs> yeah. I, our parents wish, I mean, my mom, like, pretty much wished that I did drugs in high school because I was so boring. Oh, no, don't worry. You're in, you're in good company. Like, yeah. I, I would leave parties really to go back home and build Legos. Mm-hmm. Wow, things haven't changed. I mean, changed. you got invited to parties. Things that, haven't that's changed. That's a big difference. I mean, like, not even, like, not really. My party was the, like, um, what was, uh, after musical, um, the, oh, my, the cast party. The cast party. I mean, yeah. that sounds pretty fun, though. Uh, it wasn't. Like, no, we didn't. There's an <laughs> SNL skit that I'm not going to talk about too much, but it, it nails what a cast party was like in high school so eerily well. Because obviously all the people that do SNL did musical at one point. Yes. Because they're fucking nerds. They're amazing. Um, but it was it was a rap written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the king of the musical nerds. Right. Uh, that, like, <clears throat> go watch that and you'll understand what a cast party was like. Okay. They were just like your cast parties? It was the ex- Every cast party was the exact same. See, I don't know. That sounds like fun. I wish I'd gone to cast parties and stuff. Like, I don't know. We would... We used to ghost ride a lot. That's, like, how bored we were. We would... <laughs> What is go like 
You know, like ghost, you, ghost ride the whip. Where you would drive your car and then get out and let it drive itself? Yeah, like, we would basically, like, go to, like, a big empty parking lot, mm-hmm. and we would, uh, yeah, just, like, put our car in in drive and, like, let off the get ga- like, just let off the brake, and it would mm-hmm. slowly roll, and we'd, like, hop out, and we'd, like, dance around it. <laughs> I mean, that, that involved going outside, and that is not what my friend group was about. That's true, yeah. We would, be, actually, we would also be listening to uh, Snakes on a Plane. Good. As we were doing it. Yeah. Little Snakes on a Plane, Little Sky Doesn't Know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Apache. Nice. nice. Scotty doesn't know it's a classic. It is. We've talked about this before. It's like mm-hmm. the greatest song ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. We were we were real exciting. I think I probably drank like maybe two times when I was in high school. Yeah, that's you know. I remember I like having a Corona and be like, oh my god, this tastes awful, and like drinking like a lemonade to wash down <laughs> my Corona. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's long before my moonshine. We, we were we were destined to be friends. <laughs> we absolutely were. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have I ever played you my high school song. I don't think I'm, so. I'm I'm not embarrassed by it anymore. I there was a phase where I was so embarrassed I wouldn't even mention the song. What, wait, but like the realized, song you'd no, always listen to in high school? Yes, the song that we listen to and dance to constantly because it was, was a very it? specific dance. It's a song called Caramel Dancing. It, it was a it's a Swedish song. C a r a m e l l d a n s e n. Caramel dancing, huh? God, oh, court, like I'm just looking. I'm looking at the image. It's just like it's like Sailor Moon and two other like Asian uh, like anime. anime. Figures, yeah, oh, I might. How embarrassed am I going to be? Very. Oh God, we can't put this on the podcast, oh, Chris. Oh, I can't oh, deal with the podcast oh, I, people deal, judging all, me this hard. I'm already out of this. Just no. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the dance we would do for three and a half minutes. Literally, oh. that's the entire dance. Don't worry, guys. You do the singing. This is going up everywhere. <laughs> la, la, la. I feel like I actually have heard this. I think I have. Okay, uh, it's fine. I'll, okay, I'll review to you so our our um, our random beloved dance song. Have you ever heard of the great band Genghis Khan? No, but it sounds great. They have this fantastic song called Moscow. I think I know this song. You probably do know this song. It's, I mean, this was like, it was like early YouTube. Of a certain time, everyone, I feel like, knew this. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. Both these videos are going up. Oh, God. No, okay, this is not the song I was thinking it was. So it's it's a it's a German band singing about Moscow. Sounds about right. This was our obsession. Also comes with a great dance. I mean, your dance is much better than our dance. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, so good. Um, should we get back to the episode? I think people find this more interesting probably than the episode. I'm just really embarrassed because I Um, rarely talk about caramel dancing. uh, But, you know, okay. So the the band is Caramel Girls, if you guys want to, because they have other good songs. I'll put it all in the notes. Great. I'll go it up in the notes. Don't you worry. Um, Also, like these guys. Okay, so back to the Jokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are actually like fallen assholes because not only do they go and vandalize the school, but like to get revenge on Max, 
they put a rocket-powered pie that busts out of her locker. And it's not just me. There was a brick inside that thing, right? I think... I mean, I... it might have just been the like the tray hitting the wall. I'm pretty at, sure there the was a brick inside it. of that. Like Probably. they didn't they didn't like focus in on that, but mm-hmm. it certainly was implied that there was a brick inside that, which would absolutely fucking kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the the kind of the subplot of all this though is that while the Jokers, led by Carter Buttswell, what was his name? Car- uh, Carter Goodenough. Yeah, something something the fourth. Led by Carter Carter Wilson. Carter um, Wilson the fourth. While he's trying to get revenge on Max. Max had a program that was trying to deduce who Batman was because mm-hmm. she figured out that he had something to do with the school. And she decides she's going to use that same program to figure out who the Jokers are. And the computer conveniently asked her if she wants a list of students at Hamilton Hill High with double lives. Yeah. And, of course, Terry's name, top of that list. The only only student on the list. I want to know. Did you look up who the rest of the people were? No, I should have. Oh, it, it was just the, the artists and the writers. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know what those other students had done to earn. Yeah. Because, like, Terry makes sense. He should be the top of the list because he's, like, constantly running off and doing mm-hmm. those things. What is everyone else doing? Like, what are their secret lives? I'm sure, you know, one or two drug dealers are on there. Probably. Um, and the slappers. Yeah. You have that kid... You have the overachieving kid who's like also doing college courses at the same time, mm, okay. who just doesn't talk to anyone in high school because she's too good for everyone else. The Hermione Granger. Yeah, of I'm not talking about anyone specifically. <laughs> Clearly, are you sure? Sure. I'm sure, you feel like you got something off your chest there, Cameron. Uh, no, it's fine. This is therapy. Just let it out. <laughs> uh, no, I think I only knew one girl that did that, and she was she was okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I think it was Ellen. Ellen. I'm not gonna. Yeah, my friends don't know who she's talking about. Uh, uh, let's see who else. Who else would have a double life in high school? Um, the the uh, the undercover cops from oh, from Twenty One Jump Street, right? Of course, yeah. The Channing Tatum's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would have said like they they should hide like in a in the background somewhere, like someone who's clearly like a thirty year old man. Yeah. <laughs> what my fellow youths? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would have said like who also didn't make the list, and she finds out her program is actually shit. It's so, so terrible. I mean. This is in the future, but this show was made in, like, 1999, so clearly, like, the closeted gay kid who's, like, sneaking off to gay clubs, mm-hmm. he would be on there. Um, you, Cameron, you'd be on that list, mm-hmm. sneaking off to do your Magic the Gathering tournaments. I did not play Magic. I ref- I played one. Wow. I, wow. Sora spot? I dislike Magic so much. I've never played it. I, I, Good. I too, found it too nerdy. It, it's it's so hypocritical of me to dislike magic. Yes, obviously. As someone who played Pokemon and, and played the game competitive, the video game competitively, played Yu-Gi-Oh, had Dragon Ball Z cards, had Digimon cards, had Duel Master cards, had SpongeBob trading cards. They made a SpongeBob game. <whistles> yeah. Had Zatch Bell cards. Oh, God. How many other things did I have? So many. But I drew the line at Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had your limits. I had I, I had a line and I did not cross it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So very, very proud of you. Um but yeah, so Max suspects that Terry is uh a joker, and then of course he ends up saving her from the jokers as mm-hmm. one does. And ultimately she realizes, now wait a tick. He's not a joker. He's Batman. He's Batman. He's Batman. And Terry just doesn't even try and deny it. 
Well, like, why would he? I mean, also, that's like, I feel like that's not Terry's speed. Yeah. He's just like, okay, yeah, you caught me. I'm Batman. Mm -hmm. And as Max points out, that now he has, like, a friend who can help out, help get him out of trouble with Dana and other people. I I was going to say, just to, like, counteract that point, like, we know the suit can move by itself. He could just... He could, like, Bruce can just, like, use it from home. Yeah, that's true. He just autopilot it. I'm sure there's a remote control somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But then he wouldn't have his buddy. Sure. His good old buddy Max. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, like, I... I do I do like having the, the sidekick character, yeah, the, I, the Oracle. Right, and, like, that dynamic plays out pretty well. And I feel like that's pretty common amongst a lot of these shows, especially, mm-hmm. like, when it's the, the teenage superhero. They always have that one friend. You have to. Yeah, so, obviously, like, Virgil has Richie in at least oh. Ultimate Spider-Man comic. I don't know about the shows. I haven't watched them, but it was actually MJ was the person who knew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a good dynamic. Ned Leeds, obviously, from Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. Foggy Nelson. <laughs> oh, Foggy. From Daredevil. Yep. Um, who was it? I mean, I mean, in Smallville, they didn't really have that for a while. I mean, Pete Ross was the first one to figure it out. Yeah, but that was until, like, episode 20. But, I mean... Okay, I, guess, yeah. I guess we're pretty far into to, we're in season two of Batman Beyond. Yeah, so it takes a little bit of a while, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, because Pete Ross is first and it took forever to Chloe to, for, for Chloe to. Yeah, th- Chloe took like th- three seasons <laughs> for Chloe to. Figure it was it, out. Al- it was honestly frustrating as someone that binge watched all of it. It was very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, they had to keep someone on the leash. There was a, a joke. Sorry, last hand in for the next minute. <laughs> um, Please. There was a a great video that talked about. Um, it was, it was about the evolution of the anime nerd, but there's one aspect that that is so prominent for for every kind of media consumption mm-hmm. black hole, uh, and it's talking about when you hit this point when you're in high school when you have this magic power called uh, time dilation, where you can somehow binge watch an entire series in a night, uh, but the second you stop thinking about that power, you lose it and you can never get it back. And you find yourself five years later wondering, how did I watch all of that in one day? I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and you look at me. Like, no, like, I, okay. I can't judge you because I, I actually binge watched like the final four seasons of Smallville when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Like I left that show behind and then I'm like, let me actually go check this out again. And it wasn't available anywhere. So it's the only show. Actually, that's no, not true. One of the only shows I've ever illegally like streamed, yeah. quote unquote, illegally streamed, mm-hmm. so couldn't find anywhere. I also did that with uh, X Men Evolution. Okay, because like that's now on thing. Hulu. Now on Hulu, thank God. See, I didn't have Hulu. Yeah, when I was in college. When well, college, it was still free. Do you remember those days? I remember those days. Yeah, remember when Hulu was free and there were no ads. Yeah. Oh man. But days. I actually, I pretty much always paid for Hulu because I didn't want to have ads. God damn it. Well, when it first started, there weren't any ads. That was the whole point of Hulu. Oh, that's right. And yeah. they started putting in ads, and they did the ad. And then they, and then they decided, hey, we worse, can make money off of this. Worse and worse over time. Oh man. Oh god. I know. And actually, Smallville's up on Hulu now too. Look at all these things. I know. If we are in college now, oh, wouldn't be old. Uh, did you catch that? Uh, what what of Manny's toys was? No. So yeah, when he like comes in to harass Terry, he's got two ships in his hand. I. Oh gosh, no! One of them was bad. Superman's ship. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Come on. I'm sorry. Keep up with it, man. No, I can't. Honestly, can't do it. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I mean, I think this episode is fine on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason it's noteworthy is because of the introduction of Max. Right, and she's great. 
and she's great. And, and I'll at least give it credit for making the Jokers a more serious threat. Like, they're a bigger threat in this episode than they were in Joyride in a lot of ways. Like, I actually think of them as more dangerous than this. Yeah, I mean, I, I've brought this up before. The the Jokers that are always stuck in my brain or in my head are the the ones that come in later, and I think they're in Return of the Joker. Like Dee Dee and Ghoul and the hyena-looking guy. Yeah, where it's the, it's the twins, the guy on the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that I always see in my head, and they're kind of like the most dangerous versions. Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting thing is that um, – so Michael Rosenbaum voices Ghoul he. in – Batman Return of the Joker, and I guess there's an Easter egg in there that when we see that character's real name, it's Carter Wilson something something the third. So the implication oh. is that that's actually still the same person. He's just taken on a new persona. Okay, which is kind of a cool little. I mean, it doesn't look the same, but it's still a cool little little detail. It's a mm-hmm. More gaunt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know it's it's a fine episode though. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's nothing compared to Bloodsport. Kumate. 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 With Craven the Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... So, I've never read Craven's Last Hunt. Um, Obviously, neither have I. I looked it up to see if that... Because I mean, that's the most famous Craven story. Mm-hmm. But in Craven's Last Hunt, it's actually he successfully buries Spider-Man underground, and then he takes on the persona of Spider-Man and goes out and, like, tries to, like, fight crime. So I thought that was just, like, the most famous story about him hunting Spider-Man, but it's not. But essentially, this character is just... Craven Hunter. What's, yeah. his, what's his name? The Stalker. Yeah. Like, even his backstory is almost identical to Craven. I actually don't know Craven's backstory. Isn't he just, like, the world's best hunter and wanted a challenge? I, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. The, the version that I know was from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, which he had, like, a TV show where he was, like, a famous teller. Okay. So he, like, he was Crocodile he, Dundee. Yeah, he, yeah, but, like, a monster. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee you, was no, a you're monster. Think, you're, thinking, you're thinking of Steve Irwin. Yeah, that's how I've been thinking yeah. of. Um, the Crocodile Hunter. Yeah, 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 that one. Mm-hmm. How was there ever a crossover between those two? Was there? there was there, was there ever a crocodile done to me, crocodile hunter? There had to have been. I hope so. Mm-hmm. All I know is that Steve Irwin's kids now like do the same thing. It's adorable. I know it's so cute. It's They're so on like on the on the talk shows. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Steve Irwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's Craven the Hunter versus Batman. Uh, there was an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, the series. Mm. Which I've heard is really good. It's great. I really enjoy it. You should watch it. Uh, I highly recommend it. I think it might still be on Netflix. They might have taken it down recently. It might have been Disney XD, which is fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I want to go back and rewatch the Craven episode because I think it is this story beat for beat. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Mm -hmm. Well, because so instead of... So when like I think there might be some copyright issues with how similar <laughs> these two are. Same animation. They just pulled the Disney and mm-hmm. repenciled over it. Because I think so. In this episode, the stalker like covers Batman Terry as Batman in like a, a radioactive powder so he can track him. Mm-hmm. So he figure he hunts Terry down as he's Terry, and when he fails to capture him, he steals Maddie. Mac. Um, Sorry, yeah, Maddie. Sorry. Yeah, like to to try and get his attention. Who in the Ultimate Spider-Man episode was the the kidnapped person? Um, because it must have been like a friend of Peter's. Yeah. Oh God, who was it? Was it MJ? Ned no. Leeds, Gwen Stacy, if Flash anyone, Thompson. If anyone, Liz I, Allen. No, I think he might have like threatened Aunt May. Okay. Which you never do. Oh God, no. Yeah. No. Because in in Ultimate Spider-Man, one of the like the the cute turning points is um all of the uh shield agents in training so the the main cast um 
white tiger, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, mm-hmm. Nova, and Spider Man all live in the apart all live in Aunt May's apartment together. What really? Yeah, it's it's really cute. What that sounds adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think when Craven like goes after Aunt May, I think all of them take it very personally. Yeah, as they should, because everyone loves Aunt May. Yeah, especially Tony Stark. Yes, loves oh, yeah. his Aunt May. Oh yeah, and Melissa Tomei. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So I have a question. Okay, I was like, I was looking at my notes, but there's nothing that. Mm. No. Um, What's your question? So the stalker draws, you know, he has his, his, his tribal paint. Yes. And he draws five animals in the dirt. Yes. Only one of them is a bat. It's like a, like a rhino. They're, I wrote them down because I was very confused by, by their choices. They have the, the kind of commons. They have a rhino, a dog slash coyote. Uh, in the top part, it's a little shadowy, so I couldn't tell exactly. It's either a bird if you looked at it from one way. Or, or a an, gerbil. Or an alligator if you looked at it from the other way. Oh, that's weird. But then the one that really threw me off, because I thought it was a dog at first, but it wasn't. It's a mongoose. And I mean, that's the one I'm very concerned about. Mongoose are dangerous. They are, but where's Mongoose Man? Because that's the story that I want to follow. Oh, you're assuming these are all... <laughs> yes. Like, people <laughs> with some sort of animal persona that Absolutely. he's hunting. <laughs> Absolutely, Mongoose Man is... Because is, that's how many, like... I imagine just one person. So here's here's what's happened in Gotham between uh, Batman retiring and Terry, uh, Bruce retiring and, and Terry coming up. Mm-hmm. Is there's one man who's tried his darndest to be the next crime fighter of Gotham? Okay, that he's gone through every animal, and Gotham or uh, Gotham PD keeps shutting him down. Mm-hmm. Specifically, uh, uh, Barbara keeps shutting him down. Okay, so he keeps coming with different characters. And he's finally landed on, like, he's got the alliteration, he's got the costume, the colors, like, the ferocious, like, he's got, like, like because uh, they have, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Mongoose Man. Mongoose it was finally Man. his turn. Um, he, was, he was ready. He'd been preparing to fight the stalker for, for months, because he did, knew that he was the ultimate threat. Did you know there actually is a Marvel villain, or not, a, like, a Marvel character called Mongoose? Amazing. What do you think his powers are? Um, he can, uh, something with snakes, um, any, uh, he has the power to hypnotize any cold, any cold blooded creature. Uh, I wish that'd be amazing. He, he can use concussive blast via his wrist device. Okay. But okay. Gets, okay. So here we go. Excellent. Who else does this sound like? Who else does it sound like? Excellent hand to hand combat. Mm hmm. Superhuman strength, speed, agility, stamina, and reflexes. Uh, every X-Men so far. Wears artificial claws. Carries a, a Selzmograph. I'm not even quite sure what that is. Um, uses gas pellets. And then the last one here. Access to advanced skycraft and land vehicles of Wundgador. Okay. This is just the most blatant Black Panther ripoff I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, what is this even? I mean... I feel like a mongoose is a good middle ground between like a panther and a wolverine. Genetic engineering by high evolutionary granted mongoose superhuman strength, speed, stamina, agility, and reflexes. <laughs> no, th- this is exactly just a midpoint between wolverine and black panther. Yes. Uh, yeah, he has a one Ghidorian asteroid blaster. What? What is? What is one Ghidor? It's the neighboring country of Wakanda. One Ghidor mountain. This is this is all kinds of sad. 
it's just ridiculous. Well, I think is we the could, Afri- I think- is the African country that also no one invaded but didn't get uh, vibranium. Right, they were just left alone because they were completely inconsequential. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Stalker could take down Mongoose here. Like very, very. I don't confident. think so, man. Mongo- Mongoose are, are ruthless. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I mean, I loved what Stalker thought Batman was because you you mm-hmm. referenced it already, but he thought that it was like this this ageless spirit that inhabited the most advanced warrior of his generation. Yeah. Now here's what doesn't make sense about that: there have been two Batman. Yeah. And the new one's been around for, let's say, close to a year at this point. Mm-hmm. So did he just develop this theory recently? Was he just like sitting down, watching the news, and saw a reference to Batman? He's like, oh, huh. I wonder. Well, no. See, he, saw, he saw the movie Batman by Gaslight, by Gaslight. He's like, oh, there was an older Batman. And then he sees the current Batman running around Gotham. He's like, oh. And I'm like, oh, I bet they're the same. He's just like, like the- he read a, an internet theory. <laughs> he was just going through Reddit. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. Wait, hold on. He was just on Batman's not a r slash spirit warriors. Yes. And came across this idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't doesn't really make any goddamn sense to me. It's a cool theory. I mean, it is an inter- like it's an interesting theory, and I guess it helps justify why he decides he has to go after Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't hold a lot of water. What if he can see into the multiverse? Oh, and he sees all the other Batman, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He can't. He can see into the multiverse, but he can't comprehend it. And so he just sees all of these other iterations of the same character, and he just assume, and they're all just slightly different. So he assumes it's the spirit taking on the personality of the strongest warrior. The strongest warrior. Because no Batman is ever defeated in any universe. True. Yeah. You know what Very caused the true. rift in in Crisis was two Batman trying to fight, and they couldn't just have one Batman lose. So the whole in the whole universe imploded on itself. That actually happened. No. Okay, because I would believe that. Like that sounds like a real comic story. Yeah, absolutely would have believed it was true. Um, I there there were there were some cool little moments in here that I liked. Overall, it's it's kind of a silly episode. Um, I did like in the the beginning when Terry is fighting just like the random um like chop chop guys. Mm-hmm. Over the intercom, Bruce like, oh, yeah, by the way, your mom called. Don't forget to pick up some milk. He's yeah. in the middle of, like, nearly getting his head cut off. I thought it was fun to watch Bruce fuck with him a little bit. I, I wanted to know, because I was very interested in the sound effects of that. I want to know how hard it is for Foley artists to make laser sword sounds that don't sound like lightsabers. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they did, like, a, a decent <clears throat> job with this one. Yeah, because it does sound kind of mechanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a high-pitched mechanical sort of thing. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing, actually, his... Super crazy laser chainsaw. Very dangerous. But yeah, obviously. It's meant to chop up cars, Cameron. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't butter. realize they were villains at first. I thought he was just like at, you know, some recycling plant. Because they're at a recycling plant. Yeah, but it's a front. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I get that now, <laughs> Chris. But at first, I see a man cutting cars in half. I'm thinking he's just being environmentally friendly. And Batman's just appreciating oh. it. <laughs> he there. has to take some time to appreciate the good people of Gotham every now and then, or else he'll just go crazy, he, like Bruce did. He just swoops down and gives him a thumbs up. Yeah. And jettisons out of there. Exactly. Does the Spider-Man high five and gets out. Give him a little p- nice pat on the back. Yes. Well done, mm-hmm. son. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm like, that's a very dangerous tool they have. That is. And then it's like, oh, it's a weapon. Okay, yeah, I get it. They're, they're assholes. They should have more laser things in this universe. I mean, there's laser guns. There's laser chainsaws. Mm-hmm. There's normal lasers. We saw a cop blow up in this episode. We saw a cop blow up. Oh! When, when Terry's being chased by Stalker, and he throws his spear into the laser gun... And it oh, it blows, blows up. up. But we hear the Romano moan. We had to, of course. Yeah, because I, I, I was forgot, listening for it. I'm I like, oh forgot, shit, they killed her. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I did think it was it was so weird. Because so yeah, they're at he's at Chuck E. Cheese with Maddie. Yep. And when he realizes the stalker's there, he runs off to try and lure him away, and then he just gets randomly stomped by the cops. Mm-hmm. So they, they've actually done a very amazing thing in this show where they saw the future and there's a big problem right now. Not really a big problem, but there's like the parkour enthusiasts that still roam around Europe. There are still parkour enthusiasts? Oh, yes, there are. It's still a pretty wow. big thing. They have their own game show now. Not game show. They have their own like sporting event now in Europe, which is actually kind of cool. It's competitive tag. Oh, um, I've heard about this. That it, actually it's, does sound pretty it's, cool. Yeah, it, it's a cool little look. You have two minutes. And it's just like a, you're basically on a jungle gym, and you have two minutes to tag the other person. Maybe it's one minute. Okay. But that does sound pretty And then, then you switch roles. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Uh, but I mean, like, cops hate parkour kids. That's true. Terry was parkour and hardcore. Yes, exactly. So the cops knew about this trend. Bruce Tim knew this trend was coming 10, 15 years early. It's like, I know this is going to be a problem, not just now, but for the rest of time. On the cutting edge, that one. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> They're talking about how The Simpsons predicts the future. No, Bruce Tim predicts Bruce the Tim's future. Bruce Tim's got it. Um, but I mean, like, one thing I did find was interesting is because Maddie gets kidnapped. Like, this does kind of make it the most personal mm-hmm. so far. I mean, absolutely, it was personal when with Ten a little bit, but that was kind of like a fling. But like, like the stakes really high. Like, you know, we were talking about how in season one it often would separate out, like the Batman mission. We very separated out from. Terry's personal life. And I thought these two episodes did a much yeah, better job the last of like, episode, drawing them together. Yeah, did exactly what I was complaining about in the first season was you have school life and then you have <clears throat> crime life. And now this is literally school life being infiltrated by crime life. Yeah, no, I, I like that they have that sort of bleed over because that I think there should be because Terry does have a more personal life. He is juggling more things than Bruce ever did. I mean, Bruce was like, you know, had Wayne Enterprises, but he was always just kind of like, meh. Yeah, he had Fox to handle that stuff. Yeah, but like Terry has his mom, he's got his brother, he's got Dana, he's got school, mm-hmm. now Max, he's like a good friend. It's like, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. Plus he does actual chores for Bruce, right. one yeah, presumes. he still has to be Alfred, yeah, too. One, yeah. <laughs> one presumes he still has chores. Um, so one other thing I did like was when they show the the flashback when Stalker's explaining his backstory about how he got attacked it's by very the, pretty. the panther. It's really gorgeous art. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really gorgeous. It It feels very, like tribal too it feels like like an african you know like an african painting yeah i mean they went for a different art style it's not mm-hmm. excuse me it's not just um like a little flashback to put some little little gloss on it it's yeah kinda cool so i have a question about the ending and how you feel about it yeah because i didn't like it what part of it uh where he gets hit by a train <laughs> oh yeah well hang on. before we that had so many so many PSAs about trains, Chris. Oh, my God. I didn't even think so about that. So many. Well, that's the problem. Stalker was too busy hunting and killing things to ever sit down and watch an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. We had so many train PSAs. Um, 
But so right before that, though, he gets electrocuted and we see his spine like glow, well, glow a, overheat. Yeah. I mean, that was the weird thing. So I guess did they give him a mechanical spine? I guess they had like metal plates in it. Yeah. And that's what was heating when, up. Yeah. Because he got attacked by the, to explain, he got attacked by the panther and like the, the doctors had to replace his spine. Also, they did it without sedatives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. How? Uh, fuck it. Whatever. Um, would you have rather, because when I saw his spine glow, I thought, you know, whatever mechanical stuff they had in there to make him super strong was broken. He was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Would you have rather, would it have been darker for Terry to have paralyzed this man or for him to have been hit by a train? Oh, yeah. It'd be much, much darker for he Terry used, to have paralyzed him. Yeah, because you see him lying there for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because it's, it's in the same vein of... of um, uh, Echo speaker, what's that villain's name from last Shriek. season? Shriek, thank you. <laughs> Echo, <laughs> the... <laughs> speaker. <Also work. laughs> oh, I'm great at the famous names. Batman Beyond that's villain that. Boombox. <laughs> I think that's uh, a villain in Static. It probably is. Um, where he loses his hearing, his his kind of most valuable thing. Yeah. Where you have a hunter lose kind of his. You know, the the prime physical specimen who sees himself as the greatest physical beast in the world lose his body. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the, I was seeing it on that level. Of like, oh, shit. Like, he's, he's, like, used up everything that was given to him. But then he gets up and jumps off. Jumps, yeah. <laughs> jumps it, in front of a train. It was bizarre. I mean, I liked... I did like how Terry finally tricked him by... Because he was trapped in that, like... Like... Foot trap, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bear trap. By going cloak, Stalker assumes he got away, and then he's able to surprise him. I thought that was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I did think it was a weird, just kind of a weird comeuppance. Like, I guess like he finally goes crazy. Like is that what it did? Like it fried his nerves, so he, he goes, he finally goes crazy, and he jumps to his sort of death. Yeah. Well, no, it. So he had, I guess, a mechanical eye as well. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed that was like a contact, maybe. Like a fancy contact. Yeah, so I, that also fried, and he, he it like blurred his vision, and so he saw Batman, who was the same colors as the, as the the, the jaguar, panther, the yeah. panther. Yeah, sorry, the panther, uh, the the black and red, mm-hmm. and so he saw the blur as and that. Oh, kind I guess of, that's a good point. Know, yeah, yeah, it, it, it did it did mess up his his vision. Yeah, the yeah. train one doesn't make sense. The train, the train was like white. The train thing doesn't make sense. Here's something that also doesn't make sense is at the end of this episode, Maddie is telling their mom about how we got kidnapped by some random hunter yeah. and held prisoner by Batman. And she's like, oh my God, that sounds so bad. Mm-hmm. And it ends with like Maddie and Terry like having a little giggle fight. Yeah. He's like, what? No, you know? one, <laughs> no one took this seriously? No one's like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? Why did he kidnap you? What was the point of this? Why Gotham. you of all people? Yeah. Is that what it's sort of come down to at this point that all parents just it's like... Chinatown, baby. It's just, you probably haven't even seen Chinatown. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but that doesn't stop me from quoting it. That's true. You can at least know the reference. Yep. Going to make you watch that movie at That's some point. Fine. Isn't it like seven hours? No. I mean, it's it's not short, but oh man, it's also, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Also on Netflix. Also on my list. Yeah. Also, you just got to ignore the fact that it's Roman Polanski. Yeah. Um, but it's really fucking good. I don't know. I mean, did you like this episode? <laughs> I... I liked Wait. aspects of it. Let, let me let me put it, let me put it this way: if you had to if, if you had to pick a blood sport, oh, this oh, or blood JCVD. sport? Okay, yeah, I, I mean, was I would too. When when Stalker finally opened his mouth, I was like sixty percent sure it was going to be John Claude Van Damme voicing him. 
I, I, I was so excited for it. Jean-Claude Van Damme playing an African hunter. Mm-hmm. Would have loved to see it. Yeah. I also uh, kind of wish, because Stalker, um, I would I would have loved to see, like, I know they're long gone, but his interaction with the, the League of Assassins from last season. Oh, with, with Curare. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because does, does Stalker... Does Stalker come back? I mean, we saw him get hit by a train, Chris. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's dead. That's true. He did get a, spi- a spinal placement after right? being broken in five places. All right. Lest we forget these things, um, I think he might come back. I feel like... We also got a new uh, Batman nickname, which I thought was a very interesting one. A very, very 21st century what name. What was it again? Um, the Dark Demon of the Concrete Jungle. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, he comes back. Okay. Oh, he comes back as, multiple... As a train? Multiple places, actually. Well, yeah, because his body was destroyed, and so he had to <laughs> pop up in multiple places. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I remember his return. It's actually a pretty interesting episode. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just realized we've already gone really long. We still haven't talked about Titans yet. Which we have to. We have to talk, we about, have to talk, about, we have to talk about Titans. Okay. Do you have any uh, news from Friends? Um, we can push that to next week. Not Nothing. No big ones. Okay. Uh, just two small things. One was that um, uh, from uh, Maddie. He We talked about recasting in the MCU. And he did, of course, have to correct us and point out that Fangel, Howard Stark, and Thanos have all been recast in the MCU. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they weren't as consequential. No. Nah. It was the side of Thanos' face. Yeah. And also, you know, I was about to like be like, fuck you, Maddie, but I couldn't do that because Technically, hold on. Howard Stark recasting, technically, there are three different ages. No. No? He we never he has a we see photos of him in Iron Man One. At what age though? At the same age as the <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, okay, all right. The um uh, John Slattery version of him. Is that we, Agent Carter? No, that's Dominic Cooper. The Dominic Cooper is oh, the young. Oh, that's right. From Dominic Cooper is the young one. John Slattery is the old one. The John Slattery version, we saw him like all the way back in the eighties, mm-hmm. from when like he was uh, with Shield for Ant Man, all the way up to the nineties when he's killed. Yeah. And then, so, no, it's not a different age. They did recast him, and they did recast Fandral, but no one really remembered. You should, though, because Zachary Levi. Yeah, Zachary Levi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, Thanos recast. But I, I was going to say I was going to criticize Maddie, but he's always, like, helping us out. <laughs> and we, we would be useless without you, Maddie. So Maddie, thank you, you for, fucking nerd. The, thank you for correcting us. I appreciate you, even though Cameron doesn't. No. Anyone um, smarter than me is stupid. <laughs> I want you... Cameron. Yep. I want you to. I want you to stop and think about what that means. Yep. Yep. Just... No, I picked my words very. Just very give it a moment. Precisely. Just give it a moment to think about it. Um, so, okay, I don't, we have one more one more thing. I'll save that to the after we talk about Titans because it's relevant to Titans. Okay. Um, so Titans. Oh boy. Okay, I have so many notes. So 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 many notes. Okay, let me just, broadly speaking. Did you enjoy this? On a comedic level, yes. Okay. I will. We we texted about this very very briefly. It does have potential. It. I'm, yes. I am curious about the story. 
Yeah. When I saw, because you had like the cover art for episode two come out, mm-hmm. when Off I realized, yeah, when I realized I couldn't click on it, I did get a little upset. I wanted to watch it. Yeah. It's it's there's something compelling about it mm-hmm. somehow. Like, okay, what what pieces of it did you like? Let's try and be positive. They Fine. they asked. Um, so this is a complaint I have with with newer HBO shows that I think this show handled well. They asked just the right amount of questions. Okay. Which is where I feel like HBO shows recently, mainly Westworld, just leave you with too many things to okay. ask about. Oh, okay. I see. Like, they, they set up just the right amount of mystery. Yes. Yeah. So, like, okay. why are all these people hunting Raven? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Rachel. Rachel! Um, yeah. Why did Starfire lose her memory? Mm-hmm. What was she before? Um, like... And I guess we kind of understand Robin. Yeah. Why it, is Beast Boy's transformation so disgusting? Also, why do they have to have like the bone breaking sound effects as he's turning it, back? Doesn't it kind of undercut his effectiveness if he can't instantaneously go between the animals? Like, that's I'm sure they're going to speed it up. Yeah, soon. that's like when his power set is that it's most useful is that he can go from like an elephant to a mouse in, a, in, in an instant. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I I would agree with that. I I I really liked the starfire parts the most which i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. um like that is a very drastic departure from the starfire that we know yes and mostly i think for both of us that star version of starfire is the teen titans animated series mm-hmm. i really like her performance a lot yeah she she has this like because is chris damn it sorry um let me just let me just turn that down <laughs> um because in the show she's she's kind of this this ditzy princess. Yeah, she's a little doesn't really she's know. a little flighty. She was that way in the the animated movies too. Mm-hmm. But in this, like, we do get a little bit of that. Where like once she stops kind of being like, "Who am I? What am I doing here?" We do get a little bit of that. Like, um, she's a badass. Yeah, like yeah, she is. I think very capable but naive. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to refer to the animated version. Oh yeah, I, I was. I think both. See, I don't. She doesn't come across as naive in this at all. Like she, I feel like the way that I saw it was she was playing the dumb blonde at moments, but she yeah. was also more more towards the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, she was also you know, going through amnesia. Mm-hmm. Like certainly, certainly the implication of this is that she is inhabiting a human body. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's my read on what's going on there. Like the way she wakes up, she doesn't know who she is. She like looks through and sees her her passports and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I I have a theory about that, but we'll we'll talk about other things first. Okay, because I think what I liked about that is it, it kind of sets up. It's, it's this sort of like James Bond esque sort of thing. Like she is very sly and she's very crafty, mm-hmm. and she is never really out of her element. She just doesn't know what's going on, but she's always in control, and she's a total badass. Yeah. But I just I thought that the actress I'm really interested to see how she's gonna handle being around Robin. Oh yeah, who's like you know he he's the they already made him out to be the leader, right? Yeah, because she really is on top of her her shit, and mm-hmm. she just has this kind of cool like this very cool sly confidence all the way through. Like you can just kind of see like a, the hint of a smile behind everything she does mm-hmm. all the time. It looks like both the character and the actress are having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And for me, she was the best part. Like, when we would go back to Dick talking with Rachel and trying to figure out what's going on, I, I got bored. I would say it slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see what they do with Starfire because it's a, it's a big departure, but I like it. A question I had with Starfire, and maybe you can answer this because you, you've lived this life at one point. Um, now um, I'm intrigued. 
she gets back to the hotel. She runs into the concierge or whatever the bag. Yeah, the girl. The, um, what the like the um yeah like the 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 concierge yeah yeah yeah, uh, and the concierge says, "Should I send up your your normal your normal morning treat?" What, <laughs> Cameron? <laughs> what what do you what? What part of my life do you think is reminiscent of this? Well, this is what I'm asking. What is what is she talking about? Was she talking about a male hooker? I or drugs? I mean, I my because they were like giggling about it. It was like you. If I were to say you would make me blush, I think the implication there is that yes, some sort of escort, male or female. Okay, let yeah. us not judge. But I want to jump back a hot second here. What part of this do you think has to do with me? I, I don't know. No, I think you have an idea. I will save it for off the cast. Cameron, I have, I have never paid for sex. Nor no, no, no. Nor that that was paid, not what I was going for. Nor have I been paid for sex. No, I was going, I was going nor more. Nor have I been a hotel concierge who provided paid sex. No, I was going more for kind of like the rich, pompous, like, I feel like your, your family is the kind of family that would know like a concierge by name kind of person. N- mm, no. Wait. How many cars does your dad own? That's, that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> that has nothing to do with that. Um, no, we are not that, mm-hmm, that like <laughs> posh. Yeah. That whatever. Yes. Um, no. No, my dad always knows like the guys at Starbucks by name. Okay. Yeah. Like that's like he, he knows like the people he sees on a daily basis mm-hmm. by name. Yeah. yeah. You don't see hotel concierges <laughs> by name. That being said, he does know like the name of everyone who works at the pool at yeah. their timeshare in Maui. But that's not the same thing. It's a little bit the same thing. Okay, it's fine. Kind of the same thing. Um, but I don't think they have quite that same dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think there was, yeah, it, it was definitely some sort of like sexual implication there mm-hmm. that she likes to have, have herself a party. Um no, I thought she was interesting. Um, I wasn't super digging Rachel slash Raven to be. What did you think of how they, they visualized like her power. powers? I don't like it. Yeah, it's... I mean, I... I, I Especially after watching Venom. Oh, I'm God, it is... I'm not down for the, the mirror in it, the head. It other, is, other yeah, option. I mean, it, I think it kind of works. I, I like that idea of that there being something... To, some sort of duality going on. Yeah, I mean, like, clearly this is... I personally have never seen a Raven where she can't control her powers. So yeah. this does make a little sense, where it is... There is an episode in Teen Titans called Nevermore. Mm, it's a yeah, great episode. It's a really good episode. Season one, episode six, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so glad you had that ready to go. I was, I was challenging myself over the weekend to see if I could name every episode in order, and I mm-hmm. got pretty close. Um, and it's where um, Cyborg and Beast Boy go into Raven's mind. Oh, that's right. And you see all of sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see all of the other Ravens. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of connecting to that, where like when she's using her power, it's not manifested into anything yet. So it's literally just her other personality coming out to fight and defend itself, yeah. defend its host. Mm-hmm. That's that's right. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, so I guess this isn't too much of a departure then, right, from the character. She kind of has a bit of that going on already. When do you think we're going to get our first Azrath Metro and Zinthos? Probably not until next season. Oh, I was going to say season finale. Yeah, maybe. I, You know, it. I think this all speaks, again, to, like, the potential here. Mm-hmm. It's like you can see hints of where they could go with that character so that she gets to the point where we kind of a more familiar version. Mm-hmm. Um, I think same with Starfire, 
I think Starfire is again more interesting. Beast Boy we only got a glimpse of at the end, and I'm not sure why he decided to morph into a tiger to steal a video game. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are all. They're more or less kind of working. I mean, I think the thing that I'm not sure how I feel about overall, though, is Robin. Agreed. Because I think he looks good in the Robin suit. He looks way too young when he's supposed to be a detective. Yes. Like, yes, because he's, like, in my mind, he's supposed to be a teenager, high school or college. Yeah, like, he looks like he would have left... Batman, even at like slightly young age, mm-hmm. like yeah, I would believe him being in college. I don't believe him. I think he's supposed to. The character's probably supposed to be like mid to late twenties because he's a detective. Yeah, like that shit takes time. I was gonna say because like if they would have had him, because they mentioned that he's had a partner before. Yeah, and if they would have cut that out, if they would have treated him as the new kid, mm-hmm. I would have been more okay with his age. Yeah, I'm. And I'm just kind of questioning like how do you have all these like how do you know all this inside information how do you have these hunches yeah and everyone thinking that he's like on the take because he's this new kid who's mysterious who doesn't want to talk to anyone yeah that would have been interesting or or i feel like if they had had a moment where someone made a comment about him looking really young like how can like and someone responded like yeah like he looks like he's young but fuck he's a really good detective yeah like i would have loved if someone there was like almost this idea like they're kind of questioning where he came from and how he got to be so good at such a young age Mm -hmm. but they're just kind of willing to go along with the results because i I was wondering if at some point we're going to get a reveal that he faked all of the paperwork necessary to become a detective somewhere else oh yeah because i don't know when he would have if he's been gone from gotham for a year i think that implies that he hasn't he left batman also a year ago yeah. So, and one presumes that he wasn't also a cop when he was still living in Gotham I was City. Say, they, they mentioned that he was, but I think... But that could still be faked. Yeah, that, that part I'm sure is faked. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted them, if that's where they're going to go, which I think is a good idea, I would have liked a, a hint of that in there somewhere mm-hmm. to imply like, oh, that's why he just seems a little bit off. We don't, we don't bother with it because he's so good at what he does. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like the big thing that needs to be talked about was... Murder. The fight scene. Murder. Straight up. Oh, unless you're talking about the really bad CGI staff, because that was hilarious. I didn't have... Well, that was not great. That, that was problem with so that. Okay, funny. Yeah. It is worth noting that, yeah, a lot of people are killed. See, I don't think... Does Raven kill anyone? Yes. Oh, that's, that's right. She, oh, that's right. That's the ending. Yeah, the, the guy in... She, um, like, rips out his insides, and he throws them up. But, okay, so... But, okay, hang on. At least with her, that is not something she's actively doing. Right, yeah, that, that's her power that she can't yeah, control. Cause yeah, because Starfire fries mm-hmm. the guy who pulls a gun on her. And I guess, like again, she didn't know that was going to happen, which again makes me think that... She was worried something would happen. She wasn't yeah. sure what was going to happen. So there's something there. So like, I guess we can kind of like... But she also had like a big old... She like seemed pretty pleased with herself when she killed the guy. So that kind yeah. of undercuts the fact that it was an accident. Okay, Robin. Mm-hmm. Does he murdered people? Does he actually? Does anyone actually die? No, no one actually dies. But like, did you find this show gratuitously violent? Yes, absolutely. Like it's like they, we we have a lot of stories of superhero films having to be, uh, like kidded or you know made more kid friendly to hit that PG thirteen. Yeah, I feel like this was the opposite, where they had a PG thirteen script that they wanted that M rating for. That is absolutely what I think is going on. Like, I think that's overall how this felt, because this originally was going to be on TNT. Like, it was developed at TNT, and then it ended up landing at Disney Universe. This feels like they more or less kept everything the same, but they just upped 
the violence, like the gratuity factor a little bit to give an R rating. Just even, even the way that they're showcasing the characters, even the way like Starfire looks more human than she does. Um, is it Korrigar? What is she? Oh, uh, her planet is, oh my God, I'm so mad at myself. Tamaranian. Tam- yes, yes. Yeah, she like looks human rather than Tamaranian. Like that whole like, there's a lot of characters that don't yet have their powers. That's what look more human than like comic book characters. That's very typical of any sort of cable network TV show. Mm-hmm. And it, just, it does seem weird they would make those kind of choices knowing that this was going directly to fans specifically. Yes. Like, I don't think there's a lot of non-DC fans who bought DC Universe just to watch this show. Now, internationally, it's on, like, Netflix and other places. It's just in the U.S. on DC Universe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I feel ripped off. I know, right? Uh, God damn it, America. It's the worst. But it does... The worst thing we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah. Hands down. It does seem odd that they would make some of those choices knowing that it was going to that platform. Mm -hmm. But, okay, anywho. So, yes, and Robin is... Like, well, I mean, it, it, it's a little more gratuitous than the Marvel Netflix shows, but I think that's what they were trying to hit. Yeah, but I feel was like that, that level of. Yeah, e- yeah, even Daredevil is not that but, bloody. No, and it also it feels organic to those shows. Yes. This feels like it was just ramped up. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, that, when that fight started out, I really liked it. Because I like that he. He kind of does the classic Batman thing of like he's up in the, the shadows and he drops down and he announces himself. It's like, just give me the gun, I'll let the rest of you go. Mm-hmm. And what I loved is that they then turned and kept looking up. Waiting for Batman. Waiting for Batman. Like, I loved thought, that. That was a really good moment. I, I, but I wanted a reaction out of him from that. Like I wanted him to like get pissed off about it. Um, he did. He said, fuck Batman. At the end. Like minutes later. At the end. Where that, I'll get to that too. But, you know, I, so they all like pull their guns on him. I liked that he threw this smoke bomb down and then he was going through and like taking them out one by one. Like, all of that kind of felt like the live action version of Batman and Robin I've always wanted to see. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's basically this has the exact same problems that BVS did for me too. Mm-hmm. Like that fight in the warehouse, that was like watching one of the Arkham games come to life on screen. Yeah. But it was all just too far. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing here. Where it's like, I we've always wanted to see them show off as actually being really, really skilled fighters. Because that's one of my big problems with the Nolan movies was the way he did like that sort of boring style cinematography. We never like got that sense of him being really fucking good as a, like a fighter. Right. And we get that, and then he just goes too far, like breaking legs and like jamming necks into people and like slicing them down and like smashing that guy's face on the concrete. If they had, oh god, he put the, oh I forgot he put it on the glass. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If they had toned down the, if he had actually just like subdued everyone else. I would have been on board with it because he does some like the stuff we love he to see. Fucking like fucking curb stomps the guy. Well, I yeah, forgot like, about that. I mean, because there's stuff I like. I like when he uses the grapple. He uses the grapple in a few ways. Like he uses his gadgets. Like it, that was all really cool. But they made the violence go so far so fast that when he finally got to that final guy and like breaks the window and literally like drags his face oh, across the broken glass, it. it's so hard to watch. Like if they'd had one moment of extreme violence that they showed, like he was really, really fucking angry at this guy for. Doing like beating up his kid, then I think I would have bought it all. And if we had then also had a moment of him like recognizing he had gone too far, Mm -hmm. it would have made sense because that's what he said was the reason he left Batman in the first place was that he was becoming too much like him. Yeah, but he just seems to be embracing that rather than fighting against it, which that for me didn't quite work. Yeah, and then to your point about the fuck Batman line, it was even worse in context than it was in the trailer. Hundred percent. He's like, it was just out of nowhere. It was so unnecessary at the end of it. 
because like even if he said it before the fight, it would have made a little more sense. Yeah. Because I honestly forgot why he said it at first. Like it took me a couple seconds to be like, oh, in reference to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. If, if they'd been like, where's Batman? If he'd like, if he more or less like said it to himself, like fuck Batman, and mm-hmm. then he'd gone for it, it would have made sense. But he just he does say it to himself. But at the end, yeah. You know what I just realized? Mm. This is the fight scene from Kick Ass. That's how bloody they made it. Oh, yeah. I mean, kick-ass, they, like, rip people in half, but... But again, like, in the context, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have the music behind it. Like, I'm I'm playing the, the Bad Reputation song, oh. trying to replay the, yes. the Robin fight in my so, head. It's so good. And I feel like it fits really well. Yeah, it, it does. Um, but, I mean, again, there's, like, enough potential there. Like, I also, I also did, like... Excuse me. After like the next day or later on that day, when he's going through like basically like field stripping his uniform and like particularly cleaning it, that I liked because that seems like something that he would have been trained to do. Oh, I I thought that was hilarious because I saw it as this is why Batman doesn't kill because it's so tedious to clean the blood oh, off of his suit. Oh, I didn't think about that. I like that because because Alfred is the one that convinced him like you can't murder because then you're no different than the man who murdered your your parents. Yeah, but it's actually Alfred being selfish because he knows how hard it is to clean blood clean out suit. of out of the suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, also it, it gave us a lovely gratuitous shirtless scene. Yeah, choice. Although I have to say, from what I've seen so far. I don't think those buns hold up. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Those I are not, those are not the buns of Nightwing. We haven't seen him train yet, though. Everyone, no one has really come into their power yet. He hasn't come into his ass yet. I mean, he should already have that thing. That that, that everyone, thing. He everyone should, has been to working have a, on that thing since the circus, man. Everyone has <laughs> to have a story growth point. Beast Boy's gonna gonna be able to change faster and not be as gross. Raven's gonna control her powers. Starfire's gonna figure out her memory. Dick is gonna get a better ass. It's, it's, yeah. Perfect. The story writes itself. Well, now I have to watch the rest of it. Yeah. Um, every episode, just like how Arrow, every episode started with the salmon ladder. Yeah. Every episode's going to start with him doing like. So many squats. Yeah, squats. I'd watch that for an hour. I'd absolutely watch that for an hour. That'd be so funny. Um, I think, so like, there's, there's some good stuff here, but I also found it really lazy at times. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many cliches yes. in the first few minutes. It's like, oh, like here's your new partner. I know you don't want one, but you have one anyways. And like Raven's mom, like literally wakes up next to a bottle of pills and downs them with a glass of wine. Yes. It's like this is so like you can I was able to like guess the lines as they were coming. I they love were, doing it. They that. were so they were so bad. Um, you know, even like Dick sitting in his car trying to track down the the kid beater and he's like looking through the case reports and it literally has some like highlighted in like with a big red circle like charges dropped just in case we couldn't get that fact. Yeah. Um and it just it you saw just the shortcuts and they just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it it felt like rather than trying to elevate the material by doing something different they just were trying to put a sheen on the material in it. Mm. Also, some really weird music choices. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, like, at one point, like, when... It's, I think it's right after Robin beats the shit out of everyone, it cuts to Raven, like, getting on the bus, and it chimes in with the song Son of a Bitch. It's a fun song. I like it a lot, but it's kind of got this, like, modern, kind of, like, rockabilly sort of thing going on. Totally does not work with the footage of her just, like, sitting on a bus. Yeah. Heading to Detroit. I don't get what they're going with there. 
Also, hang on. I got another I got another little nitpick okay, here. Okay, let's go for it. Okay. So when Raven goes to the food kitchen and mm-hmm. she eventually starts to realize that the woman who says she's helping her is just another person trying to kidnap her. Mm-hmm. She runs away and she runs to the cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to get their attention, to make them stop, she throws a brick at the cop car yep. and they arrest her. Why wouldn't she just run up and just like go yell, like yell to him, like, oh my God, help, 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 I need help? I, I grew at that point. I was also very frustrated by that. My workaround, because I always try and make things make sense, uh, was she couldn't trust anyone at that point. Where, like, oh, so she, anytime she talked to someone about it, they, they, he, she found out they were. Oh, uh, okay. So, so in her mind, it was safer for her to be locked up in a cell by herself than to have anyone come and try and save her. Okay, fine. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. Um, but what I love is once she's at the police station and they need someone to interrogate her, someone, someone turns to Dick and goes, Hey, you got that thing for helping kids, right? Yeah. Says one cop. Yeah. To another. None of those other cops like kids. None of the rest of us like kids. We all, all they hate do is, them. All they do is throw bricks at our cars. Yeah. Those little shits. But you like them. Why don't yeah. you deal with this? You put up with that shit. Oh, so so dumb so i have a theory okay so trigon is probably going to be the main the overarching villain maybe not villain of season one yeah raven's father yes trigon raven's father i think anyone that comes in contact with her he can brainwash them somehow oh so it's not like a government conspiracy but like he's controlling all these people i didn't think about government conspiracy that could also be a thing oh that's what my guess was no I i think trigon is responsible for it um and it's almost like a. Mm, is there a cult? I was gonna say a cult because it, cult. the the girl that or the guy that Raven killed is very much like a cult leader. Oh yeah, he's person. like I'm gonna chop out. Well, this, well, yeah, that's weird. He's like I'm gonna chop out your heart, and like put it between this goat heart and this random schmo heart. Yeah. What would have been the point of that? Like, why would he want to kill her? They all seem to want her alive. So why would he want... I don't don't know yet, Chris. (laughs) Why would he want to kill her? But this is my theory for Starfire, is the reason she lost her memory is after Trigon uses them for for what he needs them, um, he just kind of leaves them a blank slate. Oh, so so, she was possessed by Trigon. Yes. And so she was the biggest threat Uh, at one point. Oh, that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. And so having Trigon somewhere still in her head, being like a sleeper agent for him, when they finally all come together and they have to, they see Starfire as a villain for Mm -hmm. a little bit because she is, at the moment, the most powerful. Most powerful, yeah. And usually in most of Teen Titans, she's... Yeah, she's pretty much consistently the most powerful. Yeah. And so they're going to have to like, that, that, that could be how Raven figures out how to get her powers, I'm, I'm not going to go into like explaining who Trigon is to like the normal audience that's watching this. Yeah. Uh, but like Raven could figure out how to control her powers by pulling her dad out of Starfire. Oh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, so if you didn't have to watch this for the podcast, cause clearly we're going to be talking about this mm-hmm. as the show continues, would you keep watching it? I'd, I'd give it a season. I, think, I mean, yeah. I watched Gotham for a season. Fuck, that's right. Jesus yeah. Christ, I forgot about that. Well, then, yeah, you're fine. I'll give anything a season. You're fine. Like, because I think there's enough things in here that I like. Yeah. I'm basically watching this for season two. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm w- I'm watching this for when they have kind of figured their shit out. 
they've gotten past a lot of the setup stuff to see where they go with these characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there could be something good here. And it did get renewed. It's already been confirmed it's renewed yeah. for season two. So. I, I'm watching this because it makes the rewatch for the animated Teen Titans feel so much better. I, you know, I've been tempted to sit down and like start watching that again. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm holding off. I, I'm trying to. Because we all know what's going to eventually happen, right? What? We're going to finish the DCAU and do, oh, yeah. and do Titan Talk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's but that, that's so far down the line that I'm okay watching okay. Teen I, Titans yeah, again. Yeah, I, I kind of want to hold off. Even though I'm like really, I really do kind of want to watch it, especially after watching that shitty Teen Titans movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just watching like, because the first episode started playing for me because I have it on my iTunes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, your computer probably does the same thing. If I have iTunes open and Spotify open and I press the play button. Oh, it'll start playing, it, yeah. Yeah, so I had like Titans selected because weird last tangent because we're almost we're way over time. That's fine. Um, the DVD order and the streaming order are different for Titans. And even on oh, Wikipedia, right. they bring that yeah. up. In, on, uh, the way I bought it on iTunes, because I bought it in order. I bought the season on iTunes years and years ago. They have it, Final Exam is the first episode. Mm-hmm. And in the Wikipedia and supposedly the Blu-ray and DVD release, they have Truth and Consequence. No, uh, Divide and Conquer is the first episode. Okay. Um, which is a very important detail. <laughs> uh, sure. So I wanted to double check which one was first. And so when I was trying to play iTunes, or when I was trying to play Spotify, iTunes started, and it started playing the first episode, and I just couldn't turn it off. Was there a point to any of that? Yeah, why I know what the first episode is. Oh, I tuned out. Okay, good yeah, to know. Yeah, no, that's okay. fine. <laughs> um, I do have a note from friend about okay. this exact thing. Great, great, great. Good old Ashley Clark, a.k.a. Pretty Nerdy, said, Yes. <clears throat> per the Titans post, I don't know how much more of this I can take. <laughs> Even the comics are killing my spirits. I don't know whether either of you read fanfic, but I think it's the last space that seems to care about characterization. When my students that are Marvel fans make fun of me, I really have nothing to say at this point. Ashley, we're with you. Yeah, we're we, with we you agree. on this. Yeah. Like, it, it is tough to live in this world where we're DC fans and we have to acknowledge that Marvel is just putting out way better content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an argument that, that I've been fighting for yeah. years, that we've been fighting for years. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I will say, though, uh, the, the fact that we have to add an addendum when people ask us, like, Marvel or DC. We're like, well... We have to say DC, but, but Marvel films. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the DC TV and Greg Berlanti has been... They've been doing a pretty good job in general. I, I haven't watched a lot of those shows in a while, but I think they have... From what I've heard and what I've seen have seen, they've seen have been pretty consistently good. Mm-hmm. Um, I said for a while that Marvel owned movies, DC owned TV. Yeah, and I think it might be changing a little yeah, bit. And DC's I, catch, or Marvel's catching up, especially yeah. in the animated front. You know, they had the Guardian show. They had Ultimate Spider-Man is, is one of yeah. my favorite superhero shows now. Right, that one's supposed to be really good. And then the the DC animated movies, I, I feel like are just getting, are, are dropping are getting progressively horribly, worse. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see where things are going to go. Maybe there's hope that some of the DC movies might get a little bit better. We, we do have Young Justice coming out soon. Very excited for December. that. Very excited for that. So, I mean, yeah, it is it is kind of a, a weird spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I hope this stuff gets better. That's all we can do. All we can do is hope. So, um, 
I figure maybe real quick. We'll, we'll try very, and, very, very, very fast. fast. We'll try and get through uh, some bad plugs here. Cameron, you got a plug. What are you, what are you plugging? Uh, I got uh, one thing to plug because I didn't write anything else down. Uh, I started watching the 90s, the CNN documentary or oh. docuseries on Netflix. Yeah, how is it? Great. Because uh, you watch the 80s, right? I did not. Oh, okay. I need to now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, this is your decade. The 90s, this is my decade. Not the 80s. Uh, so the first four episodes are probably what most people care about because it's talking about the entertainment change. So the first two were television. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is music. Sorry, you guys, I guess it's just the first three. And then it gets into like, this is how politics changed. And this is how, you know, Bill Clinton. It, it was basically like an episode on the rise of Bill Clinton. And the next episode is the fall of George W. Okay. Not George W. Uh, George H. Sr. Yeah, H.W. Yeah. Herbert um, Walker. Yes. Uh, and then... And then it just kind of gets into, like, how technology changed and how politics changed more. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm halfway through the technology episode. Cameron, I'm very impressed with your bat plug. Thank you. It's actually, like, a very sophisticated, Mm -hmm. like, educational... It had to balance out a big piece of entertainment. It's fucking true. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. Yeah. Is it on... Netflix. Netflix? Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, I guess two, two small things. One, I started listening to Michael Rosenbaum... His man. podcast. <gasps> he has a podcast? He has a podcast called Inside of You. Um, Is it called Breaking In? <laughs> the series? Should be. Breaking Inside of You. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty typical format. It's, you know, him interviewing one person, like one of his friends of entertainment. It's pretty good. I, I had been trying to fill the void left over by the f- podcast from a known as Nerdist, a.k.a. Um, ID10T, mm-hmm. just because I can't anymore. Yeah. I can't listen to it anymore. It, and it left a big a big hole in my podcast listening because I always like that podcast for its, like, one... Like, it, it was a very philosophical podcast in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And fucking Chris Harwick, he is a really good interviewer. But he had to be a schmuck. Yeah. <sighs> but I've been trying to find, like, that new version of that. And I tried um, Pete Holmes. I tried Mark Marin, And now I'm trying Michael Rosenbaum. It's good. I'm not going to say it's great. Mm-hmm. I think he's an okay interviewer. He's funny. Um but it doesn't have the same sort of pathos, I think, that I was hoping to try and find. Yeah. But, I mean, the, like, the first episodes are pretty good, too. He interviews Tom Welling for the first episode. That's fun <gasps> to see the two of them talk. And then, um, like, he just did one with, I did listen to one with um, Danielle Panabaker from Sky High and from <sighs> I love Danielle uh, The Flash, and she's a total sweetheart. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty decent podcast. I think it's, um, you know, if you like that format of that one-on-one interview sort of thing, it's worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of my plugs. Uh, the other plug is something that you were giving me shit for trying to find before the podcast started, and it is a fundraiser that I want to plug. Oh, okay. So for quick context, I won't go too far into it, but a um, very dear family friend of mine, he's basically my uncle, it has ALS. I was home over the weekend for a big fundraising walk we all did um, in support of him, and actually this upcoming Thursday from when this podcast comes out, so Thursday, October 18th, if you live in California... And you go to Chipotle, uh, and if you tell them that you're participating in the ALS fundraiser, 50% of the proceeds will go to fundraising for ALS. That's so cool. Yeah. So. I guess I have to go to Chipotle then. What a, what a shame, Cameron. Oh, man. What Sorry a, what I'm a making challenge. you go to Chipotle. Yeah. Um, I'll have to find one around here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, God, you've never been to one before. No. Um, it's been hours. <laughs> it's been hours. But yeah, I will, I will also post this... Um, there's like an actual like image, so like some direction stuff. I'll post that up on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you go to if you go to Chipotle, it would be uh, it'd be greatly appreciated to kind of help support that a little bit because um, ALS is fucked, man. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
But anywho, that was the thing. Actual positive thing. No, that's great. Okay, I'm sorry for giving you shit for that. Yes, you monster. Yes. Uh, But yes, I think that does it for us. Um, We would love to hear your thoughts on Titans. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Benjamin David... He did a post about it on uh, the Above and Beyond, Above and Batman Beyond. I always get that wrong. Yes. Stream. A lot of people are talking about it, but yeah, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts about Titans because uh, I think we're going to keep talking about it as the series progresses. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, if you want to reach us, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Yes. Uh, if you want to see my art and my struggle through Inktober, you can find that at Cameron.Dexter. And if you want to see my face, uh, me trying to enjoy the Halloween season. Ha- trying to enjoy the Halloween season, you can find me at Cam Dexter underscore Adventures. This is Halloween. This, this is Halloween. 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 Wow. In this town we call home, <laughs> everyone sings to the pumpkin, pumpkin song. song. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing far less exciting stuff for Halloween, but if you want to see my shit, I'm at Lordifer on Instagram and. Twitter, and actually stay tuned because I'm going to have a pretty fucking great Batman-themed Halloween costume. You are. I'm excited to see it. I it, I am very, very excited about it. For so people uh, that know us, you probably can guess what you, it is. You can pretty much guess what I'm going to go as, but yes. uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So, um, But yes, thank you for listening to this extra long episode. We always, we, appreciate, <laughs> we always appreciate you. Yes, we appreciate it so much. If you made it this far, we love you. If yes. you didn't make it this far, fuck we, you. What are no, you doing? No, <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye.